Hello and welcome to the Hope and Anchor Community Church Podcast. Each week, we'll bring you the latest preaching from our Sunday services. We hope that as you listen, you encounter God and you're encouraged to go deeper in your relationship with Him. Enjoy the message. I woke me up early today for this one because I had something around it, but He spoke to me. And there's nothing like hearing the author of the book describing the book. Because when, when you have to talk about the author, it is different. It is different when the, you have been talking with the author. If you worked in a bookshop and you have to sell a book, but you don't know the author, it is extremely difficult because you don't know the character, you don't know the smell, you don't know the, the sense of humor. I mean, put yourself in that place. If you had to be going to a library, what, how cold are the libraries, right? I mean, our generation will like an app, but there's something about a library, something that you can touch. And I think we've been built like that. Luke 15, are you ready? God has something special for you. Do you believe in? Yeah. Luke 15, and we're gonna go only to verse 20 in the NIV version, but you can read it in whatever version you have there. And it says like this, so he got up and went to his father But while he was still a long way away, or a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. Today we're going to talk about I saw you. You may be seated. Father, thank you for your presence, Lord. And as we sit, we sit on a promise. We sit on your not only, Father, in, in what you have declared, but we sit, we sit on the understanding of what you declared, Lord. And we want to be made one with that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Today, we're living in a world that is raging through confusions because there's something installed in each one of us that fights against confusion. We, we don't settle in confusion. There's something about us installed, designed by God, that says, if the atmosphere is confusing, I just want to push. Some of us push through the lenses that we have been given, through the examples that we have been molded by. For example, some of us come from families that when they were sad, they would do silence. And mom or dad would not speak for a couple days. Or maybe when they got angry, Maybe they, they started maturing and they were getting a hold of their impetus and they're starting to make long silences. Maybe the silences were with one another. So maybe you are married now and you find yourself in a moment of sadness or maybe even anger and you are reacting to it through the lens, through the modeling that you have received. And in this story, we have a few characters that are very famous. You don't even have to be a believer to know the story of the prodigal son. And this is him. And as, as we, as we all contemplate this, I want us to put ourselves in that place. But not only in the place of the son that got up. But I want us to understand the father. Because today we celebrate the biggest father of them all. Salute and cheers to all the dads. The ones that are here. Yeah, can we give an applause to the dads? Come on! 
Look at that. Hugs are going in the house. There you go. Look at that. Well done. You should sit together, guys. Come on. Let's do it. And as we, and as we continue, we talk about the story in the context of the parable. Parables are stories that God uses to describe his character to us and how the kingdom of heaven would be with us or affects us or describes his heart to us. And in the parable, we have in this context, in what is written like, a Jesus that is trying to convey to the people what he has for them as a nation. But not only that, he's wanting to convey how their emotions have been leading them and how their understanding is incomplete. And God never creates something to be incomplete. When God sees something, an area in our life that is incomplete, he will challenge the incompleteness because he is all things. He's complete. So when he comes into our life, every area that is in our life incomplete will be challenged. So my way of understanding anything, if it's incomplete, will be challenged by the Holy Spirit. By the Spirit that the Father sends to lead us, to comfort us, to give us wisdom, to explain the, the deep things of the heart of God. We see the Father, we see the Son, we see the Holy Spirit. The Father is what we celebrate today. He is the one that is in authority. The Son points at the Father, although they are one, but He points at the Father because He doesn't want an ego. He wants our redemption. So He points at the Father so we don't get distracted by His divinity, but He walks with us, feeling everything we feel, but He still didn't sin. And he's describing the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is like. It's like family affairs. It's like family problems. It's like, I know that your family is perfect. I know that your dad is more than perfect. It is what it is. I mean, there's no need to say, Dad, I love you, because he knows you love him. That's how it goes, right? You know, there's nothing like waking up and saying, oof. I should say to my dad, and what should I say? And you start dissecting to the commentary zone, you know, of your heart. Mm, I remember that part. I remember that other. And you scroll up and down to see what is the best thing to say today. What is he needing? Because we are born to feel a need. We have that part of the character of God. And in this story, there's a man that used used his needs and his cravings as his compass, as what would lead him. And this is not far from, not far from any of our stories. When we are living, when we are walking through life, many times our decisions are going to be informed, are going to use as a compass the things that we've seen, our needs, our cravings. I was talking with with Gabby this week, with several of you guys, but I'm gonna use Gabby, because I know she won't kill me if I mention her name. Um, and, I was, and I was talking with Gabby, we found each other just crossing the street and stuff near the area, and, um, and she said, I loved, I loved the, the topic, and I love what God was doing, but I think there's more about those needs and cravings, you know, and those traumas that we, we should continue. And I said, well, it got a little bit off on the time, and we needed to cut it there, because you know how it goes. Um, people get hungry. 
and uh, maybe it's not for the word of God sometimes. So, but she said we should continue. And um, we were talking briefly there, and then she left. She went on her way to the place that she was going, and I went to the other place. And, um, but I think this is going to touch some nerves as well today. Today I was, I was asking God for an image. Usually, because I'm a visual artist, I, it, the, the process of producing a message is a conversation with God, clearly. But sometimes I get an image, and from there... I get more and I can I can hear him just explaining what I see but through pictures right and sometimes it's through words and I get inspired in his character and other things and images have to come from there and we build it up and as I was praying I just saw kryptonite that's why that's like that today as we come God is saying I saw you. I saw you. Like that father. And we're going to base everything we talk on that thought. I saw you. And when we, when we go into this, we have to understand that God understands that it's not only our emotions and our history, like in this context, it's the responsibilities that we have that might wear us out. When you're trying to walk through the lenses of what is asked from you, it becomes a responsibility. The more that you value, the more you feel responsible to overcome anything standing in the way. As we approach our faith, we feel sometimes that God is demanding from us that we walk in a certain way to be loved. Or we might even be tempted to think that he will value us as believers for the style of life and the fruits of the character that we're living. That he will give us value. So we will be, you know, 10% citizens of heaven, 90% citizens of Camden and London. I don't know how that looks like, but it sounds horrible. Um, and sometimes we go through life measuring day in and day out through our actions what kind of citizen we are on his love. And if we have a piece of the inheritance. The context of the story it's a family that had land and had produce. And it was a rich father. The mother is not mentioned. But the father is mentioned because apparently he was near. And one of the sons said, you know what? I want my portion of the land, of the inheritance. And he was divided between him and his brother. His brother stayed in the land with his father. And one of them left. One of them was not living the highest way. Was valuing the values instead of what was valuable and sometimes even our relationship with God can become like that transactional it is it's not about the God that I worship it's not that I get to actually talk with him some of us will be able to have that sensibility even built into us already because we have been walking with him so sharp that we understand that it's not the blessing that we're after it's the voice that speaks it through that accompanies it, that actually makes it have some kind of sense in our life. The world is looking for a blessing, but we get to be blessed and understand the one that blessed us. God doesn't have anything against anyone being blessed. By the contrary, he blessed everyone today to wake up, 
No one on earth was able to do anything, not one thing, to pay themselves into waking up this morning and being made whole. Being able to have a chance of knowing him even. Or taking better decisions, or more complete decisions, I would say. The world is looking for rights and wrongs when God says, I can complete you. Because what I thought it was right when I was 10 is different than what I think is right today. It is a lot more complete. There's other factors that I'm paying attention to. My intentions were not wrong. My motivations definitely in line. But I have more, more knowledge, more insight, more data. And I'm able to love better. The more we walk with God, the better it gets, the deeper it gets, the less questions we ask, and the more amens and let it be your will we have to offer. It is easier in the sense of rendition, but that's if we're walking with him. That's what we're walking with him. Not only for him, with him. Not only for his acceptance, we're walking in his acceptance. We're not asking for values, valuable things. We're asking for him to walk with us. And this dad is caught in the motions that his son has left. And because of that, for example, being honest, I ask myself, this is probably one of the toughest days in the year for me. My dad left when I was very young. I never saw what I'm doing today being done by anyone, not even men of God that I have around my life. Most of the men of God that I know, they were traveling. And most of them were not even in home most of the time. So I have friends of all their kids as well. And I see the resentments as well. So I'm talking a little bit of this other side of the story. Is that okay? Yeah, we're all broken. Are you gonna own it? Yeah? And for me, one of the biggest things is to be able to live something that I never saw. It is easy to do what you have seen, but it's very difficult to do what you have never seen because you, are never, you never know if you're right. And you're in that motion and you're in that, you know, you're fighting with your insecurities and with the patterns of this world. You're, you're fighting with your, your, your kryptonites. That probably looks like, well, the way that you understand life, your worldview, what you value, what you don't. For example, I come from a father that he would not value anyone that was be sitting. So, for example, he would come home, I would stand up. I needed to be doing something. And that marked my life. Oh, hope and anchor, you're quiet. Is it too real? I'm okay, we have a really good relationship, don't worry about it. But I have been looking back on my story and I've seen how the patterns and the worldviews that I was taught became kryptonite. Why? It's not that I did something wrong. By the contrary, I did a lot more than most at my age. But I, did, I didn't learn how to stop and enjoy it. That's what people don't say, successful people. They don't say, ah, oh, you did all that. And when you look at them, ask the wives or, yeah, the wives of the players that we all admire in any league. Were they home for the birthday? My brother just retired from the Navy. Navy SEAL trainer, he's awesome. Just retired. 
Ask him how many birthdays he was home. And the circumstances that had ramified from that in him, in his marriage. And maybe that's a story that you have lived with. Because we are broken. And we all have something. For me and for my brother, this is a difficult day. We didn't see this happen. Like, for reals, when my kids were growing after 10, I said, Lord, have mercy. Before they were born, I thought they were not going to be born. When we had one, we said, we stop here. I don't know if I can do two. Because there are seasons in life. This morning, Joanna says, happy Father's Day. And I said, well, you made me a father. Brownie points in some books. In another book, it's like, are you blaming her? You know, because people see it from a different point of view. Worldviews are very important. And some of us have some kind of memory about this, and others don't. I remember when I, when I became a Christian after years of running from God, but he was running as fast or faster than me. I remember that I didn't, I didn't remember my childhood. I had blocked it off with my emotions so strongly that when I was being reconciled with God, when I was starting to walk with Him again, one of the first prayers that I did was this, Father, remember me, who I've been and where you brought me from. Because I remember all the mistakes, but I don't know what you sow into us, into me before sometimes it is good to ask those questions I would say always but sometimes we have to have the nerve to ask God sometimes we never know because we don't ask but the father sees us the father sees us sometimes we think that is a distant father we blame on God we blame in the system or figures of authority the same patches of water or distances that we had with authority. We blame him on God. We blame it in the other person. If you are a woman and you had issues with your dad, we call them in our society daddy issues. It works those ways. Yes or no? This is gonna get a lot of people very uncomfortable. I know you don't want to put your you know, dirty drapes out, but we have a lot of string and we're gonna put it all into the sun today. To the sun, well, S-U-N, maybe better S-O-N. We'll put it to the sun. I think it's important to understand what makes us weak, but we only can do that if we're cool with how he made us strong. If we're good that Jesus finished the work in us and he's walking us back to it, and he's transforming us as we were Christ in every situation, every emotion, we are better at recognizing our weaknesses, the places of dependence, the places that we come to ourselves and go back home. The issue is not to see if we can spend inheritance well or if we can do ministry, or we can have a successful Christian life without God. It is how near we are to the Father. And sometimes 
it takes brokenness. Sometimes it, it takes the negative to take us further or closer to the positive. Sometimes it takes defeat and failure. But the problem is that we have been trained by everything around us to not think of failure as a good thing. Everything around us tries to rewire our failures into a bad thing. But there's nothing, nothing like failure to make us closer to God. Because when you're winning, you are your God. It was your action, it was your decision. But when you're losing, you need God. Nothing like losing. Let me lose all day, Lord, all day. Make me a loser, make me a loser, loser for Jesus. We are all losers. <laughs> hey, Father's Day. I was for free. How do we identify our kryptonites? How do we identify our weaknesses? What are our weaknesses in our emotions? The story is plagued with this. And only in one verse we could take so much more. I could be telling all my story, but I don't know you like that. And you're not going to tell me any of your story, so I'm not going to give you any more, you know? But if we're going to go into the nitty-gritty and we want to get something for this week, we got to understand what makes us weak. Where is our kryptonite stored? Kryptonite actually is a real rock. I don't know if you knew that. It's not only in Superman. You didn't know that. Who didn't know that? Can I see some hands? Who knew? Like, this is easier. You knew. Geeks, <laughs> I love you. We're one of a kind. Don't worry about it, man. You know, some have to do it, yeah. It is actually a real thing. It doesn't produce what it does, but you know, Wakanda and Bribanium, Bribanium is being discovered right now. Um, kryptonite. What is our weakness? What are our weaknesses in our emotions? And how do we relate to the weakness? Do we relate with humility and understanding and revelation, or we come from a place of brokenness? How do we relate to weakness? Weakness is not wrong. How do we relate to it? What makes it wrong or right? You see, let's take all this shame, all this negative out of that because God doesn't see it. All our weaknesses are in Him. Let the weak say, I'm strong. All the weak come to me and I'll give you rest. You see what I mean? The weakness is not a negative. How do we react to our weakness? That's what makes it different. So let's just take all the shame out of the way. Yeah, shall we? That's what dads do. They bring the table open and clean. And that's what he is. He's the one that opens the table. First of all, he ran and embraced him. One version says. He ran and embraced him. That version is the English Standard Version. As he arose and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off. God is not waiting for you to have it completely or to be near to it. He will run for you and he will embrace you where you are. He has compassion as you get up and you, you're filled with compassion. Your father is filled with compassion. You are embraced by God and given a new turn. Not only that, he gives us strength when we don't understand, when our perception is limited, when our worldview comes from one side or the other side. It is very normal to talk about warm countries and cold countries. I know it's hilarious that we're talking about that in England while we're sweating, but, um, but people react differently. Everyone knows that London is a better place, and almost every country is a better place when there's the sun. It gets transformed. People laugh, people 
speak to each other. People say, good morning, good evening, nice to see you. Oh, is that your dog? Oh, are you my neighbor? You know, it really happens. <laughs> but when you're running from the rain, from the rain outside or the rain inside, you are more cautious. That was for free as well. We are trained to run from the rain. We're trained to run from the negatives. All of us have that in us, but few of us take the time to listen, take the time to walk with the Father. Few of us take that time, but it's pivotal for us to get home because all of us, all of us are on our way home. The NIV version talks about this like, you know what? The lost son. Some others talk about the parable of the prodigal son. Prodigal is a fancy word for lost or like gone. So don't worry about it. How many areas of our life are still lost? Are still using the blessings, but not near the Father? Because if God blesses, blessed us, and He has, areas of our life would be able to nourish others that are not so near to the Father. And we think God is clapping over every area of our life, and we are delusion. And we're living in an illusion. An illusion is a false light. It's not a pure light. It's a false understanding. Sometimes we think that we come to church and we're having a relationship with God, but we are not by default. Witches come to church. They don't have a relationship with God. Do you know that? It is how we walk with the Father that makes a difference. It is how we walk with God that creates a space for us to understand his character. Another area that we might be carrying some weakness, some kryptonite, it is not only in our character, but in our vocation, the way that we understand what God designed us to do. That you could call it in Christianese, the gifts or the talents. You know, it's Sunday, so we have to talk in Christianese. But if in your real world, you talk about your vocation. What is your vocation given by God? Have you settled for a paycheck? but you have no passions? Maybe the Father this year is asking you to just to return to the right vocation. Where's the needle in that? Where's your meter? Are you doing what you were born to be doing? And I'm not saying what makes you feel happy, but because being a dad, not every day you feel happy about it. And if you don't believe me, you are not a dad. I'm going to get sued about this one. <laughs> My kids are going to sue me. <laughs> but the sense of happiness and privilege are two different things. We have been designed for the privilege, not for happiness. We have been designed for joy. And maybe we have another type of weakness. That is the unresolved past. I've always wondered why the mom was never addressed in the story. Although we, we understand this is a parable, it was the principle of multiplication and seed into it. We're talking about power. We're talking about, you know, what you multiply is your seed. That comes in to understand, be, be understood as kids or what you produce from your life. 
in the story, that's what the main idea. But I always asked, what about the past? Because the two sons had different ways of reacting to having a possibility. All of us are saying, if I had a possibility. That happens to us naturally. We're daydreamers by nature. God made us like that. As we walk, we say, oh, that would be good. You're dreaming about your next EasyJet and Ryanair moment, definitely. <laughs> you're dreaming about the next place that you're gonna go and visit and, and get to know. You ha you, like, you're literally getting on the airplane or waiting for the airplane in the gates while you're coming back from vacations and you're already thinking about what is, what is the next place we gotta go? Because we don't wanna go back to reality. But the father stayed in reality and he was looking at the son that had gone from reality without understanding. Sometimes God is not gonna answer questions because we left reality. And as Christians, we don't like to hear this because as a generation, we are completely absorbed by my faith has to be surrounding me. We have the complex of the sun, S-U-N. We have the complex of the I'm the belly button of the universe. But our faith is not about us. Our faith is given by the Father and who is abundant and whoever asks can receive it. Our faith is a gift and it's the gift of the Holy Spirit manifested through the Son, the one that is talking about this. It is so important, guys, because we resist feeling weak. And the main reason is because we are afraid of not being accepted. But the Father says, I saw you. In very, very few occasions, I've had the privilege to see my kids do something stupid. Sorry, something not so wise. And as, as natural human beings, they have tried to hide it from me. You know when you get caught doing something, and you're like, what are you doing? Nothing. We all have a reflex. No one told you how to steal cookies. We still do them. No one taught a dog what was right and wrong, but you say, eh, and they know. You can say, eh, from the other corner of the house, and they know it was to them. I was talking to my wife the other day because the dogs were like very interested in a little hole that there's in, a, um, in an area of our garden. And um, we never taught them that was wrong, but they knew. There's something about when you know you're doing something off boundaries. With this, it's the same. With our emotions, with our worldview, with our character, with our vocation, and with our past. And our past might be our decisions, it might be our traumas. Why be in abuse? What do we do with it? And it's still afflicting us with weakness. And how do we understand that? That all translates to fear. My daughter wrote me a note yesterday, sneaky. And um, she said, Dad, you have to go and take a shower. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go in a minute. She went to bed, and then she came down, and she found me laughing at a joke. And I was like, and she's like, Dad, you gotta you got go, take a shower. And after a couple of birthdays, you know what they're gonna do. 
And uh, I said, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I stood up and I went up, brought my clothes, got into the shower. I got to bed and I didn't look around because I like surprises. I'm getting to that stage in my life that I don't want to control everything. You have to have energy to control things, mate. <laughs> you know, and sometimes you're tired and you don't want to control. Like you close your eyes on the way home, on the way back from home, on, you know, and on the way on the, to that conversation, you just close your eyes. You just don't want to see, you know, you don't want to see their eyes because you know when they're going to lie. You, you don't want to see their like little ticks, you know, and so on, you know. I don't know if you're in that place, but I'm in that place. I don't want to see. I don't want to see. And faith at the end of it is not by sight, you know, and so on. So I just kind of, I found a biblical way of actually kind of like not wanting to see. And sometimes I wonder if God is like that, if he closes his eyes. But God is not like us. He's unlimited. He keeps on looking. He's expectant. So this, this morning, I forgot it was Father's Day, full disclaimer. And I'm about to get up, and all of a sudden I get up, I sit down in bed, and I'm having my moment with God, asking for my Goliath of today, like I always do. And sometimes I wonder if that's the right prayer, but, <laughs> but I keep on doing it. I think it's a habit. And, um, and then I look to the side, and I see a little note. And uh, apparently I'm a slam dunk, apparently. <laughs> Mimi, Mimi's about to kill me right now. <laughs> and then she progressed to call me things and, uh, and so on. In this note, she didn't call me old, so that's a win. In my book, at least, you know what I mean? But she made me cry. And I was in bed and I'm saying, Lord, I, I still don't know how to be a father. I've been a father for so many years. You would think you would get a hang of it. You never do. And I remember something that he said many years ago when I was frustrated because I told you already that this is one of the most difficult days of my year. He said, son, if you want to be a good father, every day become a better son. And that broke me. So that took me to a lot, a lot of conversations, you know, this morning. And I went and bought cook, like, um, cookies. Yeah, it was cookies today. No, it was not cookies. It was bread and milk. And then we went and uh, I walked Lola as well and so on, our dog. And I had several conversations with God because you get home and, and you're cleaning after the dogs and so on. I, I know I'm boring you, but this is what dads do. Everyone thinks that you are the authority, but the authority is just looking after you. We're looking at the things that no one sees. We're looking at what is missing in the fridge. Because if not, they will wake you up in the morning and say, Dad, we don't have more milk. <laughs> Thank you for saying that, bro. I just, I just went. Last thing I did yesterday was to go to the store. But we're looking after. That's an instinct from God in storing us. And I'm going to start closing in a minute. Not yet. But God is wanting to challenge our capacity to be looking after. This cannot be a gospel that only affects us. We're not babysitting anyone, or we don't want to be feeling babysitting ourselves in this, in this whole thing. But the reality of it is that sometimes we are. That was a good one. I realize that sometimes we wonder if God really hears us when we pray. 
did he really hear? Have you ever had that thought? If you have that thought, show me a hand. Well, we have more honest people today than I've seen in a long time. Or maybe another one, does he value us for what we do or for who we are? Have you ever wondered if you stopped doing what you do for God, if he will still love you? Being real, not Christianese, being real. Who wonders? If I stop now, would he love me? And sometimes you say, I cannot stop now. Like, I'm too far in in the game. Like, I don't remember how to go back. How do I go back? How do I stop this? Sometimes we form even an identity on what we do for God when God wants us to have an identity of who we are in Him, not what we do for Him. Remember, we do that because of His grace. So it's all about Him, really, anyways. He's going deeper than I thought. We will talk about you know, our needs and craves, but we'll leave that for another Sunday. Last things. I was thinking of men in the Bible that had problems with, they had daddy issues. Let's think about it like that. And I mean, let's start with the father of the faith, Abraham. He had daddy issues. Like as a dad of the faith, of the three main faiths in the world, he had daddy issues. And not only that, he multiplied them. He didn't multiply them only by what he did, but what was inside of him. The father of faith, Abraham, his seed was called Isaac. And we know this is not Bible study and this is not like kindergarten in church. But it's important that we observe the patterns. The father deceived or jumped the gun or he did what he needed to do to get the promise because he wanted to run with the blessing. Very similar to the story. His son lied as well about his wife, like the father, and ran towards a blessing. Then he had kids that fought each other for the blessing, a pattern. What does it have to do with that God see us? When, when God comes to our life, he will allow us to go through seasons that we don't understand and we're not in control. Our faith has to go through those to be able to understand his character. Because it's not about what we do with God. Again, it's who is God in us. I'm going to start wrapping it up because I see your faces. Like, where are we going to go with this? Let me tie it up. I see all the cholerics, Joanna, Kelsey, trying to kind of make pieces out of this. Our weakness can make us closer or further from God. Our weaknesses can actually make us enticed by the things that we are offered instead of valuing the presence of the Father. Our weaknesses, if we are not treating them, can derail us from the promised land or make it ways, ways further than it should be. Our differences can attract us to the wrong traits in our character and value those and gets us further from being profitable for the kingdom in many levels. Our weaknesses actually might lead us to ask for the, the, the fruits of the vocation instead of having a vocation that is dignified by God, not by the world. Our weaknesses can create in us new fears or enhance the fears that were in us, that were projected towards us. 
It is not only you that were born and said, you know what, you have to have a career just in case you get divorced. I mean, what are you going to do with your life just in case? Our weaknesses can actually lead us into wrong spiritual path and patterns. Like we fast to manipulate God, for example. That's the Christian thing. But in the others, we want to be one with the universe. And you believe in Jesus in some areas, but you want to receive from other things in other areas because you like a little bit of everything. If we're not walking with the Father and we're just falling in awe with the inheritance, we are susceptible for this. God, as every father, is not supposed to be your friend. He's supposed to be your father. Today, God steps into the room and says, I am not called to be your friend. I have called you friend, but I'm not called to be your friend. I'm called to be your father. And sometimes we go to God as he was his friend, our friend, and only our provider, our McDonald's. And God is not like that. He's the one that makes us feel good. No, he's not. God is God. And he gives us joy, not make us feel good. Most of the times, one doesn't go with the other. It is not about what we see, because sometimes what we see, it is beautiful. But it's the same temptation that Eve had. God is not supposed to make it look good. It's supposed to actually lead us into what is profitable. Eve was tempted by what she saw. The father in the story gave to the son what he saw and let him understand that was not about it. But the kingdom of heaven is like that father that even if we are tempted away by what we saw, what we actually allocated different value to, and we have made the wrong choices, and we have gone through the motions, our perception, our worldview has been distorted. The way that we have perceived God in life has been distorted. God is the one that still is looking at the field waiting for us. In each one of us, there's a big field. In each one of us, there's a part of God the Father that is still waiting for us to come near. For each one of us, we are the nearer or the nearest point of anyone in our community to the heart of the Father. That's the reality of our streets. The nearer we are to Him, the nearer our streets are to Him. But we have, we have to allow our God and our Father to deal with us, to talk to us. That was good for that season, but I need you to mature. I need you to move on. I need you to not be 10 years old anymore in your faith. I need you to grow up. I need you not to give yourself some licenses in this area or the other. I need you to come near. I need you to stop looking for my blessing stronger and more adamant than you're looking for my presence. God is wanting us to walk in that maturity. There's nothing better for a father than to look across the room and see his son or his daughter moving in maturity, in completeness, not being told by the atmosphere and whoever is there how valuable they are because they're walking in the value that God has allocated for them. But for that, it is not about the blessing. It is about who he is. 
the father in the context in the tradition of this culture if he would have suffered such a dishonorable moment with his son the town itself would have been able to stone and beat up to death the son if they saw it first that's the reality and that's why Jesus said that when in this story the father was looking and expecting him he ran because God is no God and as a father no father wants any of his to go through the shame and the scorn in any level God is like that father that runs and covers you if the town got first to the son or the daughter they will be able to kill it but if the dad embraced there was full forgiveness God is that type of God that represents this father the one that runs to forgive and to forget another translation says that he didn't only embrace him but he fell over him he hugged him in such a way that you couldn't see which one it was who and sometimes we don't see it but God is embracing us in our moment of need in our moment of being completely delusional on the things of this world of not knowing what is completeness not understanding why we've been blessed in the way that we have been God covers us so no one can see our shame so no one can see when you finish and he started because he's good like that he took our shame upon himself to the cross the biggest embrace of all the father so loved the world that he embraced and it was such an embrace that even the father wouldn't know the difference between us and Jesus because he took our shame he took our distance sin equals distance and today we celebrate a father that runs to break the distance a father that has been looking after us a father that says I saw you and is quick to action today we celebrate that God so loved that he didn't not only run towards us and embrace us he clothed us with a new he put a ring the story continues you should go and read it the ring that gives authority he clothed us with the best of the house in our case this is Jesus the Bible and Paul will explain how we have to be wearing Jesus in every occasion dress dress yourself in Christ so when the father sees us he sees Jesus today we celebrate this that he saw us that it doesn't matter how far we have been and what we have done it doesn't matter what area we discovered this week that is far from God oh God I didn't know that was that was wrong maybe I thought that was a way of thinking Lord or that was you know I had a problem with you know being annoyed or angry with people all the time or maybe I didn't understand that this or that was gossip or maybe I didn't know I was addicted to this or the other God says that distance let me handle it it's not permission he runs 
God is urgent to break the distance. When he sees, he acts. He's looking after. But we got to get up. That's how we started. He says, so he got up. And went to the Father. And while he was still far away, or long away, way off, the Father saw him. And he was filled with compassion. And maybe you wonder if there's compassion for you today. Some of us don't know how to give compassion because we don't know how to even receive it. And we, and we go through life trying to do things perfect because we have never understood the compassion of the Father. Where are you standing in this story? Are you still far off? He still saw you. Are you going home? He saw you. He says, I saw you. You don't have to explain much. It's not your explanation that saves you. It's your decision. So whatever area today you find that is distant, maybe that never came home. Some areas of us are still reconciling with the truth of the gospel. <laughs> Anyone has some areas in your life? Some cravings that you're not able to describe in public? You know, some needs. Anyone has needs that you say, Lord, I, I don't know. If they knew my needs, are you needy? He breaks the distance. He sees you. Will you join me in your feet? I think the only way to celebrate a father is to be close. In a day like today, I was thinking, I was, I was asking him, what do you want? Because remember, I want to be a better son. It's the only way. He said, stay close. And all of us are tempted, day in and day out, to go wandering, wander with the blessing or in wonder with the blessing. But I think today we can cross a line. We can decide to start living close. We already know that He sees us. We already know that He's full of mercy and filled with compassion. We are living the promises in so many areas. So many areas we already feel embraced and covered. We already know that we are His. So many areas in our life we'll never be able to go back. And even if we, if we practice our past life and our distance, we will never enjoy it again. Ever again. Because He broke the distance. He broke it down. 
We are locked in in that embrace. And he won't let go. There's areas I might not be so near home yet. And we need them. And God says as a father, stay near. Our community is needing us to be near. This world, this city, your friends, your family, your emotions, your worldview, the way that you deal with your feelings are asking from that God, from that Father that is there. It doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter what my, even my biological kids have done. When I just see their face, it's impossible. It's impossible for me to stay away. If they're going to go by, I say, whoa, whoa, whoa. In the morning when they come out, and you don't know if you're looking at the pillow or their face, I say, whoa, 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 where are you going? And I get up, and I hug them, and I'm near. God says today, I saw you. Keep on coming home. I'll meet you there. Get near. Stay near. Father, if we feel you in this room, Lord. It is your sweetness. It's your presence. It's your nearness that comforts us, Lord. It is your nearness that heals us, Lord not only covers us but redeems us Lord it is in you that we are Father you're so close Father that even our shame is hidden in your compassion it is your grace that leads us to walk differently to think differently to understand differently to value differently it is you, Lord. It is you, Lord. That releases in us understanding when we are in pain. So we don't medicate through anything. The acceptable and the non-acceptable things in life. Because you are near. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. As a city, as a nation, Lord, as individuals, Father, we need a revelation, Lord, of the Spirit of the Father. Father, that is full with compassion, that runs and covers us, that releases over us the wealth of the house, that values us, Lord, as we were Him, that puts His ring on our finger that covers us with the best ropes of the house. That is not a shame of your shame. But Father, you are the one that walks with us and walks back home, proud that we are near you. You meet us halfway and reintroduce us, Lord, when we have fallen out. 
to your grace, to your strength, to your mercy. Meet us today. Jesus. 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 You're the one that understands the pain, Father. You're the one that understands how difficult it is to be each one of us. Father, you're the one that understands when we, we, we don't even have the words, Father, to articulate how difficult it is and how hungry we are to be back home. Father, you're the one that understands when we are so blind that we don't know how much we're missing home in any area of our life, that we're far away. Father, you are. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that today over this house, each one of us, Lord, a balm comes swiftly. A balm comes swiftly. It is Shindabashadada. A release of the Holy Spirit. An ability to walk near God release over us and hands in us a fear Father a reverence Lord an understanding a respect Lord for your ways that we're able to walk with you not only for you Lord but with you Lord Jesus Father you're the one that takes the shame of this house away if you're strong with shame, I have a very strong feeling. There are several of us in this place struggling with shame. Emotional, sexual, financial, shame. Every eye closed, every head bowed, please. We're family. We respect one another. We walk with one another. If you are strong with shame, you don't have to say what area. And you want to be free. I invite you to just lift your hand with me. There where you are. Jesus. 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 Don't be afraid. Remember, don't let the thoughts of this world tell you what weakness is like. God said, I will be near to the ones that are weak. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Jesus. Leave your hand up. Right there where you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray, Lord, for a release from every shame, Father. Anything that has been causing the roots, not the branches, Lord. Not how we explain it, but what you know of us. The pain, the affliction, the rejection, Lord. The absence, Lord, that has cost it, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. The lack of revelation, Father, our incompleteness. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, the distance is broken, Lord. All shame, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord. We give it to you, Lord. We give it to you, Lord. We give it to you, Lord. If you're struggling with doubt that God hears you, I want you to join and lift your hand. But I'm not talking like sometimes you think. I'm saying if it's a struggle, we're going to see a breakthrough today. Jesus, you can lift your arm. Lift it up really high. Let the devil see that. That shame has been broken. That you are not afraid. Because he stands with you. He sees you. Your father sees you. Jesus. Father, let there be a release of your voice over our hearts, Lord, like never before. Let there be a, like a security, a certainty, Father. Father, of your voice, speak, Father, that we listen. Father, every fear, Father, every lack of understanding, Lord, anything that was spoken over us, Lord, any rejection, Lord, that comes and takes the ability for us to trust that is your voice in the name of Jesus, make it clear, Lord. We come against every deceit, every lie, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Release, Lord. Release. Jesus. Jesus. If there's anything else that you want to give to God, you can join us in this prayer. If you have not given your life to Jesus and today you will want to make that decision, we're available in each side to pray with you and for you. As we close the service, please, we have lanyards that say volunteers and we are in both sides of the church. We want to pray with you. Don't leave this place if God is touching your heart. This is the moment. Today is the day of a new beginning. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father. Father, we pray for revelation of your nearness and your character, Father. Father, we pray for the transitions that we're living, Lord, in each one of our lives, in each area of our lives, Father, to allow us to see that you are a Father that is always on the look, that you see us, that you have seen us before, Lord, that you saw us in our places, Lord, in the different areas that we still even have not seen, Father, and you are there to cover us, to meet us, Father, that is not the distance that scares you. It's our decision to get up. And Father, today I pray that such a revelation, Lord, of getting up today, fill this house, fill each one of us, Lord, that we will get up in every area, Father. Father, you're not scared of the time that it takes us to go back home. You're not scared of the distance that He has created, Father. You are asking us to stand up and start walking home with the assurance, Lord, that you saw us where we were, Father, and you will meet us there. You're waiting for our decision, Father. You're waiting for us to be able to start and you will finish. Father, you said that you will finish the good work. Father, and we ask for that, Lord. 
in every area complete us father have your way we pray in jesus name amen thanks for joining us today if you have any questions or would like to share how god is speaking to you through this message let us know on any of our social media platforms Make sure to visit our website, hopeandanchor.org, for more information on who we are as a church and to find out how you can be part of the Hope and Anchor family. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.